This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. So on today's episode of Entrepreneurs Get Visible, I am joined by Danny Young. And Danny really has, over the last few years, honed his expertise in how entrepreneurs can use digital marketing to improve their business. So welcome to the show, Danny. Thanks for coming. Hi, Anna. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So Danny, talk us a little bit through what your journey has been towards becoming an entrepreneur in this online space. Yeah, yeah, great. So I had... Previously, before I was in this sort of entrepreneurial world, enjoyed a pretty successful career, depending on which sales director you spoke to, I guess, in corporate sales and marketing, specifically in the IT sector. So started out in that around 18 or 19, I think, and did it right until right up until 2013. And yeah, I had I had some really successful times there. I enjoyed my work. But um, as with a lot of kind of jobs as it were I found myself spending a lot more time there than I was at home and you know what happened in 2010 when my or 2009 when my wife said that our first son was on his way I kind of realized that I probably wasn't going to be sticking around for that much longer it took me a lot longer than I thought to get out of that but that's just because I didn't know what else I could do because it was ingrained in me but after a couple of years I just took a leap of faith and decided that I had to leave so I negotiated my exit and uh, decided to do some stuff for myself and I tried a few different things. Some of them worked and some of them really, really didn't work. But that's, as we all know that's, now. That's part of being an entrepreneur, I think. <laughs> yeah. Seven years in. I can't believe it's seven years, but that's gone really quickly. But yeah, you you know, uh, I love that meme that goes around where it talks about the, some people think that the entrepreneur's journey is a straight line yeah. and it's not, it's a squiggle that goes everywhere. And yeah, it's definitely been like that. What I started to quickly realise is that if I was going to make something of myself, then I needed to be able some, able to offer something of value to others. So it's just a case of working out, well, what is it that I want to offer and who do I want to offer it to? And I started mm-hmm. to do some work on that. And um, because I had this kind of strong background in sales and marketing, I thought, well, let's see what I can do to bring that to the online world. And I started to mess around with social media marketing for a bit and enjoyed that. And I was doing a lot of this for myself and then for a few other kind of local clients. And then I guess where it all started to change for me was when I started to get myself involved in Facebook ads and I took a couple of courses and started to run some ads for myself and for clients and started to get some really good results. And then from there, my journey's just kind of continued along this sort of path of wanting to continuously learn and then continuously be able to bring more to the table for the people that I was working with. So it started out as me being, you know, I guess a social media marketer stroke ads manager. But then I really started to learn more about, well, what happens after the ad? And it was, you know, I was finding myself joining to the world of funnels, which is basically an online customer journey for those that aren't familiar with the terminology. So it's what people do once they see an ad, where, where do they go and, and what, what, what needs to happen for them to turn from somebody that doesn't know you, if you're the person running the ads, to a client? Because there can be so many parts in that that can go wrong, that cannot convert, that can put people off. And so it, it is an art form in itself, really. Yeah, I don't really think of myself as an artist, but maybe I should. Um, But absolutely, there are so many ways that it can fall down. And one of the big things that I've learned over the years is how to interpret different data points, which just means if you look at this, I'll call it an online customer journey, because I think people can relate to that a bit more. But it's at certain points of that journey, there will be 
benchmarks that you want to hit. And if you're hitting or exceeding those benchmarks, thumbs up, you're in a good place. But if if you're not, then that is, is crying out and saying, I need some attention. Something needs to be fixed. Um, so I started to look more about the funnels or the online customer journey. I started to look uh, more at launches specifically because I'd found myself gravitating towards working with coaches. And at first, I couldn't quite understand why that was. I thought it was maybe because the opportunities were coming to me. But then as I thought about it more, what I realized is that I really like working with positive people because positive people are nice to work with. They're nice, just nice to be well, around. They're much nicer to work with the negative ones, aren't they? Let's face it. Absolutely. And I have, in my time, worked with a few negative people, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> we all have. <laughs> but what I found is that I was starting to get, when I, when I got results for coaches, and I sat back and thought about, well, what does that actually mean? I guess the way I translated it was that if they're doing good in the world and helping other people, if I can kind of sit in the background, setting up systems for them that are allowing them to do that more quickly or more efficiently, then it's that kind of ripple effect, you know, I just felt good about it. It was just a a good place to be. And I, as I said, I really enjoy working with those kinds of people. So yeah, I started to look more about, more into launches. A couple of years ago, really started to play around with messenger bots as well. Mm. I've had some incredible success with messenger bots. And you know, where does that leave me now? It's kind of like as a guy that runs his own digital marketing agency with a virtual team of people who leads quite strongly on strategy, digital marketing strategy to help people to really understand, you know, why they're going to do something, how they're going to measure success, who their audience is and all of that kind of stuff. And then building out these online customer journeys, as I keep referring to them too, so that they can get results and just looking at what different kinds of technology required at different points and yeah I just find it really interesting and um, what was interesting as we came on here is that we before we started talking Danny was explaining he's about to, you know he's going through a rebrand himself he's got a new website coming out new lead magnets how important do you think it is to do that as an entrepreneur periodically I think for me it's slightly different because and I think it's really important so answer the question firstly I think it's really important to Keep revisiting your brand. And for some people, they will just land on a brand, to pardon the pun, as it were. But, you know, they'll, they'll, I like they'll it. Kind of land just, on a brand. <laughs> it will fall into place for them and they'll just be able to run with that forever. And I know some really, really good brand kind of coaches, branding experts, amazing, amazing at what they do that can help people with that kind of stuff. But, um, and I think it's important to check in every now and again and just make sure that. You know, you're able to serve people the way that you want to serve, and that also that what you're doing is serving you. It's got to work in both directions, so that you've got satisfaction and balance, and all of those things are really, really important. But for me, I think because I've been on this continual journey of development and education, and you know, and offering services, I probably got a little bit lost in all of that, and thought, well, hang on a minute, what is it that I am actually? What message should I be putting out there? Yeah, a lot of my work comes through on referral, just because, you know, you do a good job for somebody, they'll tell you, tell other people about how good you are, which is great. I love that. But then I thought, well, hang on a minute, I probably need to think about the message I'm putting out there. So that's exactly why, you've, as you mentioned, you know, the, the website, interestingly, since it's taken a long time to get my website finished. And since I have, I first spoke to somebody about changing my website, I've rebranded and now I'm rebranding again. But this time, it's for good. It's for keeps. I know I'm working with somebody that's going to really help me with that. But yeah, you do need to check in. That's interesting that, that you talk about that because when whatever it is people see, that's the first part of the automation. Because if it doesn't look right in the first place, people aren't going to sign up for whatever that comes next for the freebie. They're not going to be compelled to look at the ad. There's, there's so much that sits behind it. So for someone then who it's just getting started with building out a funnel for the first time or just getting their head around the concept. What should they look out for? What are the pitfalls? I think 
the biggest pitfalls that people are going to come across are when they haven't done enough work on their strategy. That's what I've learned over the years is that I, um, and there are lots of examples that are going to spring to mind as I'm speaking through um, this, but lots of coaches, because I I work with coaches, lots of coaches will come to me and a, a story, a recurring theme from the conversations that we have is, well, look, I've got this funnel that I've set up myself. So again, they've kind of thought about a lead magnet and they've got this, they think that they set up the ultimate way to sell their products and services, but they really haven't thought through what the strategy for what they're trying to achieve is. They've just kind of thought, well, I need to build this and then people are going to come to me. And that's not the way that it works online. So there's a process that I take most of my clients through initially when we start working together, which is what I call the strategy phase, funny enough, because I'm not very good at coming up with cool names of things. But the strategy phase is about really kind of laying the foundations and understanding more like, if we're going to do this, why are we doing it? What do we want to achieve? How do we measure success? And then we start to look deeper on things like, well, Who's the audience? Where are they? Have we have we got an audience to to that we're building relationships with already, or do we need to find them and create that? Um, and what do they need? And just going really deep into all mm. of that stuff, so that you understand what it is that, you, that basically you're, you're kind of validating the creation of something that you're looking to sell. I'm sorry, Anna. Was your question around automation specifically? No, it was around. I can't remember the specific wording, but that was that was really interesting because I think it's so important to understand what you're offering, who you're offering it to, and why they might need it. Because without those crucial pieces of information, how are you going to sell anything? Yeah, exactly. And another one of the phrases that I use with some of my clients is knowledge blindness, where they are advanced because they've researched and studied and probably worked with quite a few people. And they So let's just talk about a typical client journey for a, or a typical journey for a coach might be, okay, I want to become a coach. Maybe I'll become accredited as a coach or not, but I'll become a coach. And then I'm going to get some one-on-one work with clients and that's going to do really well. And I'll get some more referrals and, you know, I might do a little bit of social media stuff and start to build up my one-on-one work. But that will get to a point where you hit a ceiling in that you've got so many one-on-one clients, you can't scale, you're out of time, your business is doing okay, but you want to kind of next level things. And that's when people start, or when coaches often start to think, okay, I'm going to create some kind of program. Mm. So they'll create a program that they think their audience needs based on some of the conversations that they've had. But what often happens is that that program that they create is too far advanced. It's not meeting the audience where they are and it doesn't sell because there's a disconnect. So I'm a big believer in when you do, when you start looking at the beginning at the strategy phase, you spend a lot of time thinking about your audience and mm. you, you not only think about who they are, but you start thinking about well, how can I build, how can I build an audience that I can build relationships with and start to communicate with to understand what their problems are and then create solutions to those problems instead of just coming at it from a point of I have all of the knowledge and I'm going to create this incredible program which is Mm. often just too overwhelming for people to even think about entering into. You're right it's so much about meeting people where they're at right now rather than giving them something that is that they couldn't implement that they couldn't understand that is too far away from where they are right now you've got to meet people hold their hand and take them a little bit on the journey. And I think that I see that with coaches quite often is that that they'll want they'll want to give so much value, they want to give that result. But if you give too much at once, then people can't action it. They can't, and it's it's too big a learning step. And that's why I think as coaches, it's a good model to have that have that funnel to have an early stage course. You then have something that's a little bit deep and a little bit more intense, and then potentially you have a mastermind with additional coaching. And it's working those things out. What are the common problems you see with people who've built their own funnels? 
a coach that's maybe come to you and says, I've got my lead magnet, I've built this nurture sequence, boom, now put the ad out. What do you see that that's problematic? Yeah, often when they're not, so it's a, it's a nice place to be when clients come to you and they say, I've got this funnel and it's converting really well. I just need somebody to manage the traffic that comes into it so we can scale it up. That's great. That's It's not that painful. <laughs> but sometimes it can be painful when coaches have invested so much blood, sweat and tears into building out this funnel or building out this program, all often under their own kind of remit. So they've not really engaged with anybody else and they've just done what they believe is the right thing. And it turns out that it's not. And they just say, right, okay, I want to run traffic into this first. And you start running traffic into it and it doesn't convert. And But there are so many reasons why it won't convert. It could be that they've not researched their audience properly. It could be, like I said, that there's a disconnect in terms of the products and the audience that they're trying to, they're trying to put it in front of. You know, but what when people work with me, if there is an existing funnel in place, then we will audit that and we will look at, you know, from a kind of, a structural or technical viewpoint we'll look at it and say well look, does this look like it's going to stand up are all of the right pieces in, in the right place at the right time and we'll assess that for for a client but I think more often than not the, the challenges that surface most quickly are those where they don't understand their audience or how to find their audience on Facebook initially so that's when we kind of pull it back and go look let's do a bit more strategic work on audience research and and also thinking about things like how we build connections with that audience so working on personas and language and pulling up pain points and, and all of that kind of stuff so that we can build connections with people through you know through facebook ads and copy so that they, they can start to see the, you know the end user the person that we're trying to target with the ads can mm. start to see why they would want to come into that person's world and when this works when someone's got their funnel and their automation work right what happens then what's the opportunity here well it's probably worth popping and having a little glass of champagne because it takes a lot of work sometimes to get there. So, you know, whether people work with me or do the stuff on their own, when you get to that point, it's always a nice time to say, hey, we've got something working here. So, you know, what we look at is the different data points and make sure that they're hitting the goals that we've set for each of those different data points. So are the ads converting at the right um, volume? Is the sales page exception? We just will go through and make sure that it's all working. Then you're looking at, normally, you're looking at scaling. So you'd be then thinking about, okay, this is now working as we'd expect it to how can we improve it well optimizing and scaling i guess so optimizing is improving so not not do we we don't just want to hit the benchmarks but we want to get above the benchmarks and, and look for opportunities to improve because every little tweak that you have in each part of the funnel if you can knock something up by one percent it increases the results at the mm. back end exponentially so we look for ways to optimize and then we'll look for ways to scale and sometimes we'll do both at the same time but it's a great place to be when you've landed on because there are so many different parts of that online customer journey that need to be in aligned you know the the audience needs to be right the ad needs to be hitting the point uh, the lead magnet needs to convert the funnel itself that you're putting people into needs to be doing its job there's so many different moving parts which you know if you talk to lots of different people that are facebook ads managers quite a lot will you know you can you can run facebook ads for a number of different things. Let's say it's local lead generation, so brick and mortar businesses, or you might have e-commerce specialists, or you might have people like me that specialize in the coaching world. The coaching world's probably the one that's the most difficult to get right, especially if you're working from a blank sheet of paper because of all of those different moving parts. You know, if you're running an e-commerce type model, then 
it's really just getting traffic to online pages and you know it's a different world it's not one that i have a lot of experience in and i'm not saying that's easy at all it's not it's just that i know from speaking in the communities i mean that coaching is the one where people go oh that's a, that's a I, tough one i spent hundreds if not thousands on facebook ads trying to wing it myself before i worked with somebody else and one of the crucial things that i missed i just didn't have in my awareness is that i would wait for my to put my ad out for when i had a product to sell and then I'd effectively be going out into cold audiences. So, of course, those ads didn't convert. And understanding that actually, strategically, the ads in many ways are about building that audience. They're about people that you can then retarget. That, for me, was a game changer. So one of the things that I've, I've come across with your work, Danny, is, is that you're working quite a lot on messenger bots. How much do you see them becoming a real core part of building online business? I love that question because I love messenger bots. They're becoming bigger and bigger for me. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, they've been around for about, I don't know, three-ish years. I'm not very good with time, especially at the moment, because there is no concept of time with this COVID situation that we're in. But I really, really, really love bots. There are a few reasons why I really love them. Lots of traditional online funnels will use email as the kind of continual messaging medium uh, with prospects so you will have people that will opt in for your lead magnet and then they'll once they've got that lead magnet they'll be in an email nurturing sequence and they'll receive a series of emails over a few days and then ideally you'll continue to email those people over time and build relationships with them which is great but because email open rates across industry average are probably between 17 and 22 percent let's just say 20 freeze of, of calculation that means that for every 100 leads you generate 80 people I'm not going to open your emails, which is a crying shame. So it means that you've got to, you know, you need to build a very, very big email list in order to get the kind of volume of people who are looking at your content. With Messenger bots, because of the way that they just appear, you know, the little number appears on your phone or on your laptop if you're on your laptop, but just because of the, na of the nature of it, of the platform, that the open rates are kind of 80 to 90%. So mm. instantly there, you're seeing an opportunity an opportunity to sweep up a big audience. Um, so that's open rates. Then if you look at click-through rates in email, 1% to 3% would be the average. And by the way, people do, you know, there might be people listening to this that say, well, I'm getting 50% open rates and 10% click rates on my email. Hats off to you. It's definitely achievable, but it's not the norm. So we've got 20% open rates, 1% to 3% click-through rates on email. And in bots, we've got 80% open rates. And what I'm seeing is kind of 25 to 40% click rates. So again, big, big opportunity to, to move people along the customer journey. Um, and also, by virtue of the fact that Messenger is a conversational platform, what I mean by that is that we're not sending out one long email on day one and another one on day two. We're having quick, iterative interactions with people in Messenger so that if, if for example, if, the, if our goal, once we've got someone to download our lead magnet, is to get them into a Facebook group and to get them to book a call, for argument's sake, we can address all of that in a couple of minutes in a bot just by quickly going back and forth, having pre-programmed conversations. And by the way, let's just talk quickly about pre-programmed conversations. When I first started to play around with bots, messenger bots specifically, I used to think that you had to try and convince the person at the other end that it was a real person they were speaking to because I didn't know any different. And that was a mistake because people can very, very quickly unravel yeah. that. So, you, you know, the way that we do it is give the bot a personality, announce that you're a bot or that it's a bot, sorry, when people first join up, you know, sign up for it. 
and just make it interactive and fun and personable and enjoyable. And they just work really well. I mean, I had some incredible results on a couple of launches that I've worked on this year. And both of the coaches that I worked with at the end, we had a debrief and they said the bot has clearly had a massive, massive impact on the numbers that we achieved. And Yeah, amazing. So for someone then who's wanting to get started with automation, where should they start, Danny? What do they need to know? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think what I would do is I would try and understand what it is that I want to achieve. What are the goals and what 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 are the what's the journey that I want to take people on? And then what parts of that can I automate? Because automation is all about taking away the manual intervention that, that people need to do so that they can focus on what they're really, really good at. So it might be that you want to use Facebook ads to start automating traffic, or it might be that you're um, you know, wanting to set up email autoresponder sequences, but it all comes back to really starting with, well, what do I want to achieve and what, what, what are my goals? And then what systems can I put in place to help me to do that and free up my time to focus on what I'm really good at? Yeah, it's really, really useful. And I think knowing as a coach myself, knowing that there are people who actually like working with us because at the end of the day, I talk a lot about with my work with podcast coaching, that ripple effect, the fact that actually if I get someone else to do something well, then I know that I can make a difference. And I think that that gives a really nice meaning to being able to put in place automation, which feels, I guess, quite clinical and quite hands-off. So it's really nice to hear about it from that perspective. So Danny, let everyone know where they can find out more about you. I know you've got a freebie uh, that could be really helpful as a guide to get started. Yes, I do. So um, I'm, I have my uh, ultimate guide to Facebook ads, which is really going to help people to understand how they can get started uh, in the world of Facebook ads, because it can be very, very um, confusing, especially when you go into the ads manager platform. So I break a lot of that down in my free guide. And also they can come and join me and continue the conversation in my group, which is called The Automated Coach. And that's just a place where I help coaches to understand how they can start to use different t- types of automation to uh, to improve their business and um, that yeah they can come join me there great so we're going to make sure that danny's free beef about all about the facebook ads how to get started with them properly so you're not totally overwhelmed is going to be in the show notes wherever you're listening to today's podcast so thank you so much for coming on today danny i hope you guys listening have got a lot out of this i'm really starting to think about how you can take your business one step further to help you get visible to audiences that don't yet know about you so that you can have that ripple effect. Take care. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.